Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Hall Everybody freeze, put your hands up We ain't about to take it easy, I hope your cake's up London with the beach, here we go so in Then we go with a friend, you'll be both in I love virus roleplay I know, oh my god, you loser Hey loser, it's me, coronavirus Everyone's fucking paying attention to me Everyone's obsessed with me No one gives a shit about you You're not even in high risk So fuck off Yeah fuck off and you have to stay inside (laughs) Also lol your gym is closed You're gonna get fat as hell Meanwhile I'm sexier than ever Yeah I went to my Building gym should we just start Yeah (laughs) Okay. What was that yeah No I don't know I'm I'm just What's going on with you what's happening I'm just stressed. I feel the stress today. I'm re- actually, I'll yeah. tell you why I'm really stressed. I'm stressed okay. because I went on Amazon and I tried to buy a 15 pound um, ha- pair of hand weights and every weight is sold out. Amazon is like totally <laughs> sold out. Everything is sold out. Everything has sold from Amazon and we will never prime again. Also, prime no. is just like not a thing now. I've been trying to prime and it t- now everything is like three or four days shipping. I demand Bezos give me a refund. Stop. I demand Bezos just give us all money. Jeff Bezos could give every single person in America a million dollars. And right? be totally fine. And then you yes! fine. Okay. How, has, I was like, has, how many people I think are has, in America? There's like 350 people in America. If he gave each and every single one of us a million dollars, he would still be like have like 70. No, he would still have. He has close to 200 billion dollars on his personal net worth. There's 7 billion people in the world. Jeff Bezos has 200 billion dollars. Jeff Bezos could actually just give every single person in the world a billion dollars and he would still be fine. He would still have a lot of billions. He'd have like $93 billion. Jeff Bezos actually could pay out if he gave... Uh, imagine 
how amazing it would be if he gave every single person in the world a million dollars. He could do that. There's actually nothing preventing. There's not one single thing preventing him from doing that. Right? He has a lot that he has to save for. I mean, I guess he probably has a lot of properties, but like 200 billion, like you don't even need that. Um, I want to know what his cash, what his checking account balance is. I mean, he probably has like a million checking accounts. Yeah. Also, he, it kind of reminds me. Do you remember the story about George Clooney giving 11 of his best friends a million dollars? In a briefcase. Yeah. He just yeah. sat it down at a table. <laughs> like Randy Gerber and like <laughs> who, who he's like friends with like rent. Like I feel like he's friends with like Josh Gad or like yeah. Jack Black. Yeah. They and, like, all the Ma- sat the Ma- down. The Malibu crew. To dinner. And then in each of their seats was a briefcase and it, each briefcase had a mill in it from george that's pretty chill it's very chill but all of them were already millionaires i believe i know randy doesn't need a million dollars in a briefcase okay when i see casamigos trucks i want to kill myself i want to kill myself but i also like want to take a picture with them like i always they just look like cool dude like i love that they're just like cool dudes on their bikes together it's so gay it's so perfect (laughs) they're (laughs) literally riding their bikes into like the seaside like a small seaside mexican town to hold up and exchange covid loads (laughs) (laughs) are we're bringing covid loads into the lexicon covid loads are all i can think about ever since you uttered the words covid loads on the bonus episode (laughs) yesterday (laughs) seeking covid loads i'm seeking a hot covid load i want a hot covid load to the face same just get it over with. Just get it over if it's with. Gonna, if I'm going to get coronavirus, I might as well get it via a hot COVID load to the dome. Wait, so, you, so you're so you stressing about... So the Amazon thing sent you into like a little bit of a trigger. Also, Tony's been like, he's all cooped up, so he's extra bad behaved. And then I walked by a neighbor when I was taking Tony on a walk, and he was like, how's it going? And I was like, fine. And I was like, how are... I was like, he... Tony's really like... He's getting stir crazy and he's like, I know my dog jumped through a window yesterday. <laughs> what? Yeah, his dog just like jumped through a closed window. I I truly believe that animals know what's happening right now. Yeah, animals are fully like Tony is thrown. They're, he's tuned to your emotional palate and he knows that like you're stressed. He can feel it. I think my nephew knows something's up. Yeah. When I've been FaceTiming him like you know, I, I think he's kind of like, wow, like my whole I mean, my family's with him a lot, but he's like, obviously, but he's like, <laughs> he spends a lot of time with my family. But like, I, I just in little videos I've been getting of him from my sister, which has been keeping me sane. He just there's something there's like a knowing look in his eye. He knows. He knows. He's also an old soul. By the way, I'm I'm Carrie. <laughs> I'm Lara. And this and is you're listening to sexy, unique podcast just vanderpump rules vanderpump rules edition regular vanderpump rules in the time of corona vanderpump rules is actually also really disconcerting in a time of corona it is i'm i'm reporting live from my respective abode yeah we're we're now we fully separated yeah we did we did an episode yesterday it went well we were being very careful we have both properly isolated but 
we just feel going forward, it's just best to follow the rules. <laughs> You're what I'm learning about you. I think coronavirus is giving us all an opportunity to learn about each other's like truest essences and you're a real rule follower at heart i'm i think it's the catholic in me Mm -hmm. i think it's like the like hearkening back to my like closeted catholic days of just like respecting authority and like i love that being in line you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i'm but we're excited to keep going with our, you know, our collab. So excited. This isn't going to stop us at all. And I figured that you and I should do this Vanderpump Rules recap because it is what we would have been doing anyways in Chicago. Right. So if you're listening now, well, you're going to be, it's going to be like a day or two after we recorded this. Yeah. Imagine yourself in Sleeping Village, which is the venue in Chicago Chicago that we're supposed to be at. It's cold outside. You might be (sighs) still recovering from St. Patrick's Day. It's a lake effect. The lake effect. Winds (laughs) coming through the lake, skittering up my spine like a xylophone. In Sleeping Village, you're warm. And the laws are coming fast and free because we're on the stage just like giving it to you. We're raw-dogging you, delivering hot loads. Raw-dogging you with balls. Hot loads. Laura is returning to her alma mater, mm-hmm. her her city, the city that once had her, making a triumphant that, return into the bitter cold of Chi Town. Did Chicago have you, or did you have Chicago? We fucked with each other heavily. Yeah, it like, like flip flopped all the time. You, you flipped. Yeah, it had me at first. It fully dommed me for like the first year and a half. And then the second year and a half, I pegged it. And so (laughs) it was like a true power. It was a power switch. Yeah, it was a switch. And then we both ended up verse at the end of it. I love that. That's like a true relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Testing each other and then being like, you know what? We know where to go when each other... Is feeling one way. Yeah. Do it the other way. Chicago really did test me. That was a time where I deeply social distanced uh, for the first, I would say, six months that I lived there. I really? was in like a total social distancing zone. Cause yeah. Because of the cold or? Because of the cold and I wasn't used to being in a place. Like I didn't know. I knew one person when I moved there. I transferred right. into college as a sophomore Um, and so I didn't like have friends from like freshman year to take into like my sophomore year. So it was really lonely. And then also no one told me that the sun sets at like 4 PM. And then after September, it's just bitter cold for like the next six months of your life. Yeah. It's like, it's like Siberia esque. Yeah. It was like brutal. And then I just felt like I didn't have anyone to hang out with. So I made, grilled cheese and like hamburger helper and watched a ton of TV. How is when you're dealing with that Chicago cold, like what's the skin situation? Like, I feel like I would be breaking out so hard. Cause um, I broke, I broke out a lot in New York from like winter. wind, like just cold. Just, yeah. And just being like on the subway and like the, the kind of wet subway, like cold air coming at you i just was like constantly having breakouts 
Yeah, it took me a second to like kind of get used to it, but then that's when I discovered like facial moisturizers and the magic of facial moisturizer. Um, mm. And so Kiehl's, I think they're <laughs> like, they had a really good moisturizer that helped me out. <laughs> Laura just made this look, a wistful look, Kiehl's. I was thinking about like the day that I discovered it and started putting it on my face and I was like, oh my God, this changes everything. I was like incorrectly using moisturizer for so long. I was like, I was like Jurgening. I, I call Jurgens Jurgens. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was Jurgening, Jurgening my fucking face, like hot Jurgen loads to the face <laughs> of like incorrect moisturizer. And it was making me break out more because my pores were just like body <clears throat> lotion on your face. <laughs> I was basically putting, <laughs> I, I did not know. I was like literally suffocating my pores no, we have and to then, train then, our men on how to take I care know. of themselves. And then I learned quick. My mom, I think, gave me the was like the first one to be like, try, you know, this. And it was facial moisturizer and Aww. like with, SP, with SPF 15. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Because I, I mean, I still like it took me like years after I came out to like actually get into like, like self-care, get self-care and like. <laughs> wanting like oh i have to like present myself better than i'm you know what i mean and like well, going hard. out like it is hard because you don't get taught that stuff yeah you don't get taught that stuff and i really didn't realize like that not a lot of men like are ever taught how to do that and really i've only dated like seriously dated like a few guys in my lifetime and like right. most of them kind of had an idea but then I've also dated a man who had like truly didn't even know like how to wash his hair, like didn't know like how to like exfoliate. And I had to teach him all of that. And I was traumatized after that. I was like, how <laughs> did no one, how did no one ever like relay this important info to you? Like, do you not read? Was his lack of skincare like mothering you? Yeah, it fully, it sucked the life out of me. It truly, like, <laughs> I literally, like, had to threaten him. I had to be like, you need to buy these Kiehl's products. Like, I forced him into a place of Kiehl's, which I yeah. think is totally reasonable. It's not asking a lot. It's, like, basic, no. nice skincare, but it's not going to break the bank. And, like... No, force them, like, at gunpoint to a place yeah. of Kiehl's. And then I was, like, forced him at a, like, basically at gunpoint to, like, wash and condition his hair on a regular basis and then it was like we got in so many fights about basic self-care rituals. And then by the end, he would always be like, oh, wow, my hair does feel nice or like it does smell good. And I was just like, thank you. Like I'm fighting this fucking invisible fight over here trying the to invisible get this, enemy. this fucking heathen to like take basic human care of himself. Did and he credit like, you? Kind of, but not really. I just, like, there was an eye exchange. And then almost in that moment, I knew the relationship was over. Because, like, I can't, like, it can't come down to that for me. You just need no. to know. And, Wait, like, so mothers. You didn't, know, you didn't know to wash his hair? He thought that if you didn't wash your hair, he thought you could just go, like, six months without washing your hair. So he would wash his hair once every six months. <laughs> Carrie, I know why I went. <laughs> okay, there is. What's really worse, getting coronavirus or dating someone that hasn't washed their hair in six months? Coronavirus or dating or a guy with sour hair who makes Truly, his pillow sheet, who makes his pillow, his 
bet his pillowcases have that yellow ring. Yeah. And like smell like you know what? There's sturdy hair is there is a certain it is a different caliber of filth. Yeah. And you know you know that you know that ring. Oh, I know it. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. It's like it's like a it's like a it, it's almost like the pictures of like the saints with the halos around them. It's like that's like the a, yellow the oil a straight ring. man's oil hair ring on his pillow. But also mm. it's like guys like that have like dark sheets so you never see a ring and then they also yeah. just don't wash their sheets. Like they have like mismatched bedding and like they don't wash their teeth. It's truly it was like the deepest level of straight I've ever gone and I'll never go back. I can no, never I'm date glad a guy that straight ever again. No. No. no, it just you, doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for you. Some people can do it. You just can't. No, it's absolutely not. I'm not. I'm not here to step into the role that you're not you someone's needed. mom. I'm not your mom, and that's what I started to feel like. And it was truly bone chilling. Oh, that's why I would like. Bed- I would rather date. Actually, I would like welcome to date a gay man and just like yeah. beard up with him because <laughs> you know he's gonna sub. You know, you're going to have, like, non-smelly pillows. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. some do, though. Some I mean, gays some do. Not totally all throw gay. out. Not all gays. No. Not but, all yeah. gays. But I think it's less, you find it less often in the gay community than you do in the straight community. Yeah. No, I agree with you. But some, like, they're they're out there. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I still struggle with my skin. Like, my boyfriend has to sometimes give me tutorials on, like, his skin regimen. That's okay. And that's, but I like learning and I like, like, you know, I, a lot of my, where I come into problems is I rush through everything. So like when I (laughs) shave, I'm like, (laughs) and like fully, you know, the movie scanners were like on the cover where they're like, and it's like, (laughs) the eyes roll in the back of their head. That's me like shaving and giving myself razor burn. I have like full... I am in a place of razor burn so much of my life and I've gotten better at it because Simon has taught me how to like not like, <laughs> like <that's laughs> you literally st- me. You do like a stress shave. I do a stress shave. But I would actually be if I had to shave my face on a regular basis, like if I would not my skin wouldn't be able to handle that. Like I can barely Caroline. handle like shaving my armpits was like tragic for a long time because it was just like would get so itchy and like I'd get razor burn. I can't imagine if that had to translate to like coarse hair on my face that I had to remove. I'd be probably a full beard guy. Yeah, a full beard kind of girl. <laughs> the bearded lady. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's going to go full carny. Should I grow my beard out during this time? <laughs> during, <laughs> you should. I'll charge. I'll charge people to come to your. <laughs> I'll charge people to get into like my close friends list on Instagram so they can see track my beard growth over. The- <laughs> I I recently have done a. Cl- I, you're on my close friends list. I've recently done a close. I did my first close friends, mm-hmm. and I felt like so like what is it? Like I I didn't fully get it at first. And I did my first one with like a filter of this like woman with a cowboy hat on, Ugh, and I feel that like a close friends filter only. The first one was, and then the okay. other ones. I, I, well, I okay. So I did a. I never do that, like the drag filters, but I felt inspired by like I imagined this one filter. My friend Dan Breyer, who 
I wrote with Heather's on. He's so funny. And he did one of him wearing that filter. <laughs> and he did like a southern lady voice. And then I did one as like a Philly, a South Jersey Philly person. And she's like, we're going down to Borgata, Atlantic City. And I, I meant I did two last night where I was smoking a cig in the balcony. And I meant to send it only to my close friends. And I mm-hmm. accidentally sent it to the public. And I was like, you know what? Why not? So I let it go to the wind. I was Felt into super her. vulnerable about it. Did you I like her? She, yeah, I love her. What's her name? What she, I'm thinking about that. D- think about it. I I look forward did to you, seeing did you, more of this character because I was really like. Did you, you respond to her? Yeah, I responded to her incredibly positively. Smoking, <laughs> smoking a cig in like the beautiful like golden hour lighting and like just telling me things that I need to know about her life like i was like yes i love her yeah i I wanted her to make sure she gave the message to flatten the curve Mm -hmm. just trying (laughs) to flatten the curve everyone's trying to flatten the fucking curve i need you to do drag i'm ready to do drag i'm ready to go full male yeah or like oklahoma woman but in drag but in a filter like in a drag filter Okay, my Corona challenge to myself, I guess, or I'm putting words in your mouth as your Corona challenge to me is I'm going to find my perfect drag filter and do like an Oklahoma woman or find my drag, find my filter character. I think we all should have one. I think that's a challenge to every listener. That's a challenge to every listener. Let's all find our, like, one character that we can dependably lean on that's like our alter ego. I found mine, I think. Yeah. Oh, you found (laughs) her. (laughs) I found her. You found her. She found you. You guys found each other. She might not even be a, I I feel like she's, it's just like a person. Mm hmm. But I I think I found them. Intersex. She's there's no there's no like you there's know There's no in Corona there's no gender fluid and everything yeah. about our other but character. I, in that moment I was kind of stressed and I think turning to her turning to them in that moment in this time gave me some courage and some comfort. And it reminded me of South Jersey and I <laughs> South Jersey and South I South um, Jersey South Jersey Hey, hey. and I know that kind of person like when i imagine her i imagine like so many people i used to see at like wawa on like a saturday foggy saturday morning coming home from swim practice and she this there's like a woman in front of me swinging her keep her lanyards mm-hmm. you know in a circle waiting in line with a giant big gulp iced coffee from wawa and just talking <laughs> to someone seeing someone she knows and she's like hey what's you know what's going on i love it so that I need more of that her. Lesson. Give her a name I'll, and I'll bring her to it. life. I'm. I look forward to seeing more of her in the coming weeks. It's gonna be. It'll be a restrained emergence. Like I'm not gonna go full. full. I think she needs like to breathe a little. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat to see where this goes. <laughs> Can you imagine going going in the midst of like a disaster to Atlantic City? No, I would actually, the last places I would ever go is like a crowded casino where everyone's touching everything. I've never oh. wanted to go to one anyways. And so this gives what? me even more of an excuse. I don't like casinos. I love slot machines. 
I go They're to more fine, in, in sobriety me. than before because you can smoke and mm-hmm. like Simon and I go to like the one in Palm Springs. You heaven. live. You're Morongo. You're two Morongo gays, aren't you? We're two Morongo casino gays. <laughs> You'll we'll we'll go there with you one time, and you will know. Okay, I want to hit the buffet. Yeah, that's actually mm. something I'm sad about. Is like buffets in a time of Corona are a real no. <laughs> but I, I think was this we is were... gonna wipe out the entire buffet industry, and I'm worried. I love a buffet. What's your favorite buffet? I like a high end, like a Ritz Carlton buffet on a Sunday. Yeah. I want a you Sunday like a... buffet at a high end with like a raw bar. The works. Well, I I was very shattered by your harrowing Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was the first time. I should have known then that things were on the fucking <laughs> downturn. That, did you have a, there was an ice sculpture? There were no ice sculptures. That was part of the problem. There were just dead trees with dead leaves as the centerpiece. I'm like, that is unhygienic. <laughs> we're at a country club. Get you knew that. I knew then that things weren't right. Yeah. And I've I kind of felt like something was. Right? I kind of felt like something was coming. Something wasn't right. Like something ain't right. Like all something through wasn't the right holidays. Here. Yeah, and then now we are realizing. Oh, we were just biding our time before. And I'm I Simon and I. Our anniversary is in two weeks, and we were supposed to go to Vegas, and we were going to go to an all male review. Mm, not anymore. Like, Ozzy, Ozzy down under. <laughs> You were going to try, you were going to go to Vegas where you just touch things that a thousand other people have touched. I know. It's like, we were, we were like, should we still go? And then we were like, no, no, this is, well, now we can't because it's all closed. Yeah. It sucks. Uh, Speaking of things that suck. Speaking of things that aren't closed, which should be. Yeah. This fucking wedding. the, The castle. The castle, the Kentucky castle definitely has to be closed now. Let's see if they put anything on their website about their COVID procedures. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with every company that like has reached out via email to talk about their COVID precautions. I know. I love I love like them telling me for the first time about COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, COVID, you know, a little about what what's going. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Grubhub. Kentucky Castle is... Should I call them? Yeah, call them. Okay. Thank you for calling the Kentucky Castle. For hotel and restaurant reservations and information, press 1. For private events information, press 2. For Is this the reservations? Things aren't going well at the Kentucky Castle. No. <laughs> Will they answer or won't they? Let's see. It's 8 p.m. in Kentucky. It's right during dinner time. Isn't there a voicemail I can leave? We're calling the Kentucky Castle. We're either helping another guest or we have stepped away from the desk. Oh. With your name, number. Should I? Yeah. We'll be in touch shortly. Hi, um, my name is Carrie. I'm just calling about 
reservations and um, future events and if the Kentucky Castle is going to be open in the next few weeks. Call me back at... My number. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> what great, great voice. <laughs> I hope I call you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was literally just picturing that everyone at the Kentucky Castle is like contagion style dead like laying around as like a phone just like rings into the abyss and then that voicemail once like the CDC gets there to clean up the bodies they like press play and it's your voicemail <laughs> and they're like this son of the a worst, bitch the, the worst <laughs> voicemail <laughs> the worst I love it. it was so serious until like if they oh shit <laughs> Why did I give them my real name? What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a free country. It was was a polite message. It was really polite. (laughs) (laughs) I love just a quick hang up. (laughs) I I can't breathe. Uh, Let's see, though. Maybe they'll be. Maybe they'll be open. It wasn't a mean no it was so nice (laughs) they might be in the midst of a murder mystery party i know it's probably closed it's uh i would think it's definitely closed (laughs) oh my god so we'll (laughs) we'll check back we'll check back with you in like june or whatever the fuck this is over and yeah we'll let you know if carrie gets a call back (laughs) (laughs) as soon as as soon as I started leaving it, I, like, got that rush that I used to get when I was prank calling in, like, middle school. And I suddenly, like, forgot what I was doing. And I, like, looked up at you and you weren't looking at me as to, like... I couldn't look because I would have lost it. <laughs> I had to look away and get in, like, a zone. And I was like, he's doing great. He's doing great. And then you started saying your number. And I was like, okay, I make a mental note to, like, bleep that out. And then you were like, oh, shit, my number. <gasps> and then... <laughs> I love that. They'll well, get it though. That's I'm first. sure they have a lot of like scared people calling them right now. Yeah. They're not and gonna judge you. No. And was that a first doing an on air call on that, that was a first. Yeah, well, then I love you it. Broke yeah, you broke it. Like this is a new era. This <laughs> podcast just turns into like us prank calling <laughs> establishments. I mean, would that be that bad? Mm-mm. I used to call QVC. I with my that. friends would you just what would you do just like fake order stuff or ask a lot of questions <laughs> you would just ask questions it'd be like so one of because it was so rude but like it was like one in the morning we were just like in my basement on my big screen tv watching like qvc <laughs> and it was so funny at like one in the morning to us i think actually covid could bring prank calls back because what else do we have to do i know i know um Speaking of a prank, I feel like this whole episode was a prank. This wedding was gaslighting all of us. 
Okay. I felt like I was in a K-hole from beginning to about three quarters of the way through because even the music that they were using to like celebrate this happy day, I was like, what are you guys doing right now? I mean, the music, the song that plays in the beginning when it's like sunrise over the Kentucky castle and it's like this, it kind of, it's this woman being like, oh, my love for you. And it's like, it sounds like a Christian pop song yeah it was like a bat it was like a every kiss begins with k commercial or something also i'm just i'm i'm not over that jax's last name is couchy yeah and britney's name is britney couchy that's pretty kentucky it. if you if you think about it i kind of it's for me it's like vaguely mr big when you find out his last name is preston oh yeah john preston john. When she gets that call at the on the finale and she goes, hi, and mm-hmm. it says John Preston calling. She looks at her like rhinestone flip phone. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um, so we come over. It's the big day of the wedding in Versailles, Kentucky. Versailles, uh, Kentucky. And Brittany Versailles. goes, this is memories that we will never be able to take back. This is memories. This is memories <laughs> is like truly this is memories. I love her like ruffled note cards that look like they were like torn out of like a spiral bound notebook. And they're, they're like, literally the cr- like two eighth grade. They have the mental capacity of like eighth graders. And like, it's like if you ask two eighth graders to like fake get married on the playground, this is yeah. what it would look like. She wrote her, she definitely wrote her vows in crayon. Yeah. And she's like, my whole life has been leading up to this point ever since I was a little girl. And then we cut to her in her wedding dress at like age six. I'm like, Jesus Christ. She was like, it's just so empty. But I love that. Like Kristen's trying to keep hope alive. She like flings open the curtain. She goes, it's wedding day. Her Her voice is like as dry as a bone. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big day. She's a wedding day. It's a wedding day. She looks out cut. over the highway. I know. I love like no, no. And then we cut downstairs. Katie has a cup of DD coffee, Dunkin' mm-hmm. Donuts in her hands. She accosts Mitchell in the hallway, poor who's like Mitchell. already poor Mitchell. He like woke up to like doing like a hot rail of meth and was like, <laughs> you know what? I got to stay up today. <laughs> He's like, got to deal with these assholes one more day. He looks so miserable. Wouldn't you be if you literally had to deal with like coked out, hungover jacks? Like everyone's like, her dogs are literally pissing and shitting all over their hotel room. Like everyone yeah. is just like trashing the joint and like yelling at you. Jacks is like, go Oops. get a fucking urn, go get an urn for my dad. Yeah, I feel but like just horrible straight people. Mitchell has had to deal with a lot, and then to top it off, like he didn't even know that he dodged death that weekend because that yeah. homophobic pastor was going to like come in and just like drag him behind his truck at the end of the night. Well, Sherry and mama were Mima were mama. Sorry. were Mima. eyeing Mitchell and Lance Bass all weekend. Yeah. They were not pleased. So then Lance Bass just walks in. He's like, Hey, I'm here. I just wrote Lance Bass. No. Yeah. That was, he was like, he didn't know why he was there. No one really knew. He owed. He must have owed Lisa a favor. Definitely. Also, Lance Bass's bar, Rocco's, was like open, like on the last possible day it could be, and it was like full on Sunday, like full of 
gaze on yeah. like just going about like a fun day, sun, Sunday fun day at Rocco's. I think that the reason that Lance was asked to be in this episode mm-hmm. and like worked into the mix is that he wants publicity for Rocco's because he sure. owns that space. And I think someone was telling me they think Jax might be an investor in Rocco's, which really? also tracks. Yeah. Or, but they also have that like just add X thing together. So it works out for both of them to be like on TV doing this sham of a wedding. I mean, he definitely <clears throat> getting a restaurant on Vanderpump way is like you're signing your name into the book of darkness. Yeah, I now have nicknamed that whole area COVID Corner. COVID Corner? <laughs> COVID Corner You're begins. Like, it's the block of Santa Monica in between Robertson and San Vicente. It begins sure. with, it actually starts at Robertson and Melrose with Sir, and then you wind the corner, you walk north, you cross the, the Abbey, then you round the corner and hit Pump. Then you Bottega Louis is still closed. You know Lisa's trying to fuck with them opening. Oh, then you go yeah. past Tom Tom, and then you hit the apex at Rocco's. You're totally right, though. It's COVID way. Mm-hmm. A light bulb just went off in my head when you said Bottega Louis opening up there. Maybe mm-hmm. Lisa crashed the car into Sir into Pump as a message Ooh. to Bottega to Bottega Louis. That was like, like this. Well, I I'm. I'm crazy enough to do it at my own place. So what makes me think I won't do it? Yeah. Also, Bottega Louise is brave for opening up a restaurant in between two restaurants that have both catch fire on a regular basis. Yeah. If there's a fire at Bottega Louise, you know who lit the match. Maybe it's one of those things like it's like Leah Remini coming out, like going all out against Scientology. And like, we know if anything bad happens to her, Mm -hmm. it's going to be, at the hands of Scientology. So maybe Bottega Louis is like, we're going to go here because it's a good location. And if anything goes wrong, people will know because we're yeah. such a popular restaurant. I'm like, what will the future of Bottega Louis be? Will it survive COVID corner? Will we eat there? I, w- I would love to eat there. I like the, I like the one downtown. It's just like so far out of the way. I never really go. I've never been there. I'm a real whore for a macaroon too. That's a little fa- little known fact about me is I go really? on a macaron. Yeah. I like go- oh I went to the Grove before everything shut down and I got three mac three rose flavored macarons and just ate stress ate them. Ooh, it was decadent. Oh, mm. bro, decadent. You had like a very like Sofia Coppola moment. Yeah, I just needed a little taste of France. I also went to the Grove last week before our show. Mm-hmm. I went twice two days and yeah. i don't re- i don't regret it me neither i'm glad that one of the last places i went before the world ended was the grove me too it's how it there was be. a there was a sales associate at nordstrom named eugene and my first mm-hmm. name is eugene and he helped me he just moved from new york and we were like ah. and then he duo. took me over to he took me over to another a sh- the shoe guy and he was like his name is eugene too and we were like whoa that. that's major right? you don't see it that was kind of often cool. Yeah. Three gay Eugenes. <laughs> <laughs> you love. I love it. Um, so. Katie wakes Jax up and he says he's going to power through this wedding day. You know how hungover he is. He looks pretty wrecked. He looks close to death, but he's maintaining that he doesn't feel hungover at all. 
Yeah, which I'm like, if you have to say that you're fine, you're definitely not fine. I wrote Jax looks harrowing. Mm-hmm. He at one point you see on his neck, he has like a huge zit that he never covered up with like concealer I or anything. Okay, we'll talk about this later, but his chin strap journey at the wedding, I was like, what? Just He would look so handsome if he just shaved everything and yeah. put some cover up on that, on that like, on that conquer. massive, like, <laughs> boil. Fucking boil. <laughs> a witch boil. Do you think that some, someone that he wronged in the past put like a hex on him? So on his wedding day, he would have a ferocious boil. Like probably 50 people in his life have all put a hex on him and it came to a head at this very moment. It came to a head as a boil. It truly was like red and accosting me as a viewer. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And (laughs) it was like too much. Like no one in his life cares about him enough to be like, oh, honey, like just do a little touch up right there. It was I was completely offended by his hair. Yeah, his hair, his whole face shave journey of like that, like it was so, so sharp. And just like, really, you couldn't just shave like a little, like you couldn't just take that extra. It would have taken him five minutes. He's too hungover to do it, probably. He was like in, I know what that to be like, you didn't sleep all night. You were up all night doing blow mm-hmm. and you are like, you just keep going. Yeah, you just keep going and imagine that being like your state like your state of mind on your wedding day. That would no. feel shitty. I would feel bad about myself. Just like you can feel the vodka in your like eyelid. Mhm. Like, and you're just like, like Ugh. And you have to like pretend you're happy and like want to get married when really you would just love to sleep. Yeah, and watch friends. Oof. According also, to him. Imagine trusting Stasi and Katie to like steam your wedding dress. I know Stasi's like, we could have watched the entirety of the notebook, but no, we're steaming this dress. I was like, Jesus. Also, like they're bad. They're clearly like bad at it. They like don't get anything really done. And then it's just like, oh man, like those are the kinds of people like truly dysfunctional human beings. Thank God that they were able to like get Vanderpump rules up and running. Yeah. Because this, covid would have taken them out well now it's given them an excuse like their fame not with all of them but like sandoval and ariana are like totally like capable humans but like a lot of them i think this has given them a pass where they don't have to know life skills they'll never have to learn they literally survived for like 33 years without learning how to do a single thing and then got famous and now we'll just never have to learn anything in their lives ever and Stassi's literally like, <laughs> she's, she's like steaming. Like, I don't even know what she's like. She's not even making the steam is not making contact with the veil or any part of the dress that they're no. steaming. Also, it's like you can't steam something while it's laying on the floor. Like the whole yeah. part, you hang something up so it's hanging and then you right. put the thing as close as you can get to it as steam is coming out and then you steam yeah. it. These fucking idiots. Like, I truly can't. But the one light in this scene is that Sheena and Kristen go outside in full face, probably to smoke a cig, and they're, like, having a little powwow about, like, the insanity that's ensuing. With their huge wine goblets filled with, like, either water or a cocktail. and then Definitely a cocktail. Kristen sits down. She goes, Katie's energy fucking blows. 
Truer words have never been spoken. She is so funny. Oh, Preach like, it into the universe. <laughs> Katie's energy fucking blows. Katie's energy fucking blows. Chino is just like. Chino's <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, well, where's Carter? Gina looks great. Yeah, Sheena's never looked better. She's living her wedding truth. Dowdy goes, Carter's staying at the Hilton. Carter's staying at the Hilton. Like, what am I supposed to do? And he texts me, like, am I supposed to, like, write him back? And Sheena was like, yeah. Carter's, a, he's literally right there. And then you look in the parking lot, and Carter's just, like, lurking around. He looks, he looks rough. He's truly the worst. He looks like someone's older brother, like, of, like, a big family who, after college, like, moved to, like, Budapest mm-hmm. and has been living there for, like, three years and only Skypes, like, once every few months. Yeah. And then comes home. He's just rail thin and has, like, a huge beard and is having some kind of, like, intermittent fasting, like, cryptocurrency like, moment. <laughs> total cryptocurrency. And then, like, my, has been microdosing acid, but, like... It's taken him a long time to figure out the proper dose. So mostly he's just been like frying for two years. Yeah. In like Romania or some kind of former Soviet country. Totally. And he he comes in and Kristen, Sheena just rolls her eyes because Kristen and Carter start hugging and it's like really awkward. And Sheena goes, he, he goes in for a kiss and then she denies him the kiss, but then grips him with like one claw. And then yeah. they just like kind of sit. They're not fully both standing, but they're not sitting. And then they no. just like slowly mold into each other and it closes up on Kristen's face. She's openly weeping. Sheena's like side eyeing Sheena go- them. <laughs> Sheena goes, I'm going to go get braids. I'm going to go get braids. And she says it like twice and they mm-hmm. don't acknowledge they don't her. acknowledge. And she just goes. <laughs> she knows when it's me. time to go. Yeah, That's I'm gonna all get braids. I'm gonna get braids. I'm gonna go get braids. <laughs> Sheena's face when they started to hug was truly iconic. That's me. I, when I've had like enough Corona news, I literally just go, "I'm gonna go get braids," and I leave my <laughs> phone and go into the bathroom. <laughs> there was a meme that meme I sent you last night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the living room. Me going to the living room. <laughs> Getting ready to go into the living room. <laughs> that's Sheena and all of us. Yeah, that's Sheena. Um, Sandoval comes to the tampon rescue. He literally is like in overtime. He is a good friend who will work tirelessly to make sure that everyone's taken care of. And Jax could not be less grateful for it and is so resentful of him. And Schwartz is a literal buffoon. Tom Schwartz's level of incompetence it's pretty never astounding. ceases to amaze me. Like, how truly undependable he actually is. Like, how has he lived this long? I, I really don't just, know. Like, walking into a propeller of an airplane or something. <laughs> like, by accident. Getting, getting bisected by a, a chopper. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, <laughs> someone that is that incompetent should have died by now. Don't you I, think? I, like, just accidentally. I feel like he has Final Destination moments, like, every day of his life. And he's just somehow, <laughs> he dodges all of them. Like, some, like, s- loose wire is, like, about to spark on, like, a puddle when he's stepping in it. He almost gets hit by a car. He almost, like, he dodges, like, a falling, like, 
piece of facade of a building. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, totally because there's no way like that he should be alive and thriving yet he is and we all know katie's like i mean she's i think she can get him out of some of those things but i don't think she's able to like completely help him from himself obviously. there's no helping him but also it's like she's pretty lucky too i mean she fell through a skylight and like survived that so they might be just like perfect for each other <laughs> they are literally the final destination couple of the century that makes sense. It actually um, does like fully add it really up. Does. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist. And I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on MeUndies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Lisa is dressed like Eliza Doolittle when she gets like a makeover from Henry Higgins and goes to the Ascot opening day. She has white gloves on. And like a she full looks good. hat. I mean, she looks good, but her hat is also a headband. It's a headband hat. She's Did you notice that? Yeah. She she it's like a <laughs> what take it, it back. It's not I can't say it's good what she's wearing it is what it is it is what it is she can just wear whatever she wants and be like her own thing it's which Vanderpump i have to give her that. does kentucky yeah i liked i like the i like there was a bit like it seemed like there was a bit of a theme so i kind of commend her for that yeah but it was but she's wearing white gloves and she walks in and <laughs> uh the groomsmen are all hanging out and Jax is eating burger fries and a coke and he goes, my dad's favorite. I'm eating my burger, dad's favorite. Burger fries and like, a Coke. Literally like an every American's every, favorite food. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I, yeah, I love that shit too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like, I, I like literal t- <laughs> in and out also serves that. Like, yeah. My okay. dad's favorite. My this dad's is, favorite. Think of my dad. He makes everything about his dad. Every single thing reminds him about his dad. I'm saying like it. Vanessa Hudgens, like I get it, I respect it, but also like Oh you know. my god, wait, really fast. We need to talk about that. Vanessa Hudgens got in trouble yesterday because she was all the celebrities, their Instagram live moments are they're fun, but they're very dangerous because they're all like away from their teams. Yeah, and they're, they're all so they're off- stupid. I'm telling you, coronavirus brings out people's truest essence. And like now you're just think- seeing like how dumb some people actually are because they just like don't know what to do with themselves. So they just say I- stuff. And don't know what they're fucking talking about. Because Vanessa yeah. Hutchins goes on Instagram live and she's like, she's like, yeah, some people say it's going to last till the summer, but it's bu- that's bullshit. She goes, it's a virus. Like, I respect it. But honestly, like, yeah, some people are going to die, but I'm sorry. That just happens. It's inevitable. Isn't that kind of inevitable? <laughs> I mean, it. Kind of, I guess so. Yeah, was, I think, I guess I think it it's is. like, I, I think, think that was the problem. <laughs> 
I think she's just, I just upset loved that it. Coachella was canceled. I, I, lo- I don't same thought. Yeah, I don't think that she means uh, she doesn't mean anyone harm. I think she's like a very no. delightful person. Like I've seen her vibe in a soul cycle class and I can say that she does like she does seem like a beacon of positivity, but like also I just love her like telling it like it is. Death is inevitable. Thanks, Vanessa. I think yeah. about death every day. I'm glad to like have someone feel seen by someone and understand <laughs> yeah. that we're all hurtling towards destruction. Yeah. People are going to die, but that's inevitable, Isn't right? Gonna have inevitable? I love it. It's a virus. I respect it. <laughs> I get it. I respect that. <laughs> and yeah, people are going to die. That's how I feel about <laughs> Jackson Britney's wedding. That's how I feel about Vanderpump Rules, like in general. <laughs> it, that people are gonna I, die, but if me and you were in the audience, I would turn to you when they're walking down the aisle, and I would go, "And yeah, people are gonna die. <laughs> a lot and of people will be scared. <laughs> a lot of people will be scared, and some people are gonna die. But which is sad. But isn't that kind of inevitable?" I don't know. I should probably stop talking on this, she says. <laughs> I love that awareness. Yeah. But then being like, publish it. I, you know what? I respect, I love her Netflix Christmas movies where she's like a princess, like a reporter or a, a chef whisked away to like Aldovia to go mm-hmm. become a princess. Amazing. Um, so then we cut to uh, the groomsmen are all getting together Bo and Randall are like in bed together. Yeah. Not hungover as fuck and very crusty looking. Chatting about like their favorite Bruce Willis movies. And then this moment I was like, I think I love Rand. Yeah, it was kind of a nice, like, he came off really sweet in this moment. Rand seems like a fun guy. Like, he's just like down to clown. He's like, he's good energy like he he would be a fun guy to talk to like he's, he's not down afraid to of just men. like talk to whoever you know what i mean he's one of those he's, kinds of guys he's not afraid of like male intimacy no he'll he's, take like, his shirt bed. off and lay in a bed with a man that's what yeah. i'm looking for it's kind of nice like that was kind of a sweet moment but all but they're you know dangerously late for getting ready dangerously lala late. lala has to wrangle him I kind of loved that was like a you could tell like they have a very real relationship. I mean, that is like their relationship vibe of her being very much like and I love they're kind of like a second. They're like a budget couple in that sense. Like, yeah, not like a list producer. She's not like a list talent, but they are like if you wanted to buy an a list couple at a discounted rate, then you would have Lala and Randall. Lala's like gives you all that same energy. It just is like half the price. Lala's like Rand isn't used to this, you know. Like he has someone managing every action of his day, but right now that person isn't here, so it has to be me. <laughs> you know how much she loved saying that too. Yeah, he has yeah. someone managing. I love people who are like every day of my life is managed. Every second of my life is accounted for by someone else. So I actually yeah. don't know. That means you just do nothing. Yeah. Until someone tells you what to do. And then Randall. Seems like he gets ready without showering. Yeah, I think he just hops to it. Which I was like, go off. I mean, what's the point of showering? It's literally like swamp weather. There's, You know how terrible everyone smells at this wedding? It is just like a B.O. fiesta. So 
It totally. And Lisa and Lance sit down to like go over their vows. And Lisa goes, this brings back memories. This brings back memories. She goes, this is a lot of pressure. Are you ready? This is a lot so much pressure. Then Lance they... is like, can you tell me about who these people are? <laughs> He's like, where am I right now? <laughs> he just got in from Hawaii. Pa- He's like, you put a like fucking cloth to my face, chloroform me, and then I woke up at this castle. So can you give me a little backstory here? Yeah. And they like take a second to do a bit together. Like mm-hmm. Lisa, you know, she wanted to like do like a comedy moment. And I was like, Honestly, Damn. in my notes, I wrote, bye, bitch. You left Housewives of Beverly Hills for this shit? Yeah. I Downgrade. was. I, also, I, I made this face. Mm-mm. It was a null for me. She does an impression of Brittany. She does an impression of Zach. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Zach. Zach Couchy. Zach Couchy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just call him Zach for the rest of the episode. Zach. Um, so Lisa does an impression of Brittany and Zach, and... Lance is like, <laughs> and Lisa goes, "Your turn, your turn." I wrote, "I see. hate Lance Bass." Yeah, I. There's something like he's just so like his. What a weird life he's had, mm-hmm. and it seems like he's. It's very strange. I feel like whenever he opens his mouth, I'm not hearing anything. Like I, I know he's talking, but I can't hear anything. Yeah. He's like an avatar or something, like yeah. a robot or like a hologram of a person. He goes like, and then like a voice comes out of his mouth and, and then he just closes his mouth without moving his voice, without moving like, his lips. Yeah. There's almost like no humanity or something. I mean, imagine being like a teen thrust into that. Yeah. For like 10 years and then suddenly. Forced to be like a closeted sex symbol and then outed by fucking Perez Hilton. I'd actually become just a hologram, too. Forgot that. That was so fucked when Perez used to do that to gay guys. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he sucks ass. I, like, saw him one weekend, twice in a weekend, like, out when I lived in New York. And it was, like, three in the morning, and I was at this old... Did you ever go to Sugarland in Williamsburg? It's, like, it was just... It's closed now. It was this fun gay club. But, like, they had really crazy, like late night parties and he was just like there and I saw him twice in a weekend and I felt like I shouldn't leave my home again for a while. Yeah. That's like a harbinger of like, that is yeah. like his final destination harbinger. Of yeah. Doom. And he had like a newborn at the time. I was like, okay, he's dark. It's he's dark. A dark it's a really dark vibe. You have to have a dark vibe to do what he did for so long. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But he's kind of had like, He's such a casualty of like social media because he was sort of doing that before. <laughs> I know that sounds really, I need no, to be like, I, no. send me, please like send me the guillotine right now for saying that. But like he, he was doing like, tw- like all that shit before anything was real. And then it, he was like kind of forsaken for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And now he, and I feel like he's in like a weird exile now. Yeah, I mean, I think his website still makes a ton of money. Like, I think he's fine, like, set for life. But, like, at what cost? Remember when Gaga was like, Perez is in my building. He won't Mm -hmm. leave me alone. He's stalking me. Oh, yeah. Didn't he, like, harass Gaga? He 
he got they had they were super close when she first he like helped make her kind of he helped make her i remember yeah he would always write about her and then i guess there was some falling out when she got really famous and he felt like she kind of forgot about him and so he used to just write the most gnarly shit about her and i guess one time (laughs) listen to me i guess i I guess guess. just like one time (laughs) you literally know the entire history i know i'm like my my nanny used to go evidently Mm -hmm. um evidently gaga during her art her art pop phase said that perez moved into the building that she and her family all had like units at and she like tweeted it like call the police and like her little monsters went after perez love now they're cool again that's good i mean you might as well just be cool with him um anyway why wasn't he there at jackson britney's wedding yeah I don't know. D- Jax had to cut corners. You know who didn't get cut from the list? Larry fucking Burkhead. Why was Larry? They are. They've been friends with Larry for a long time. I think. I need oh, to understand was- <laughs> how that connection formed. Can you? Do you want to tell who anyone who doesn't know who Larry Burkhead is? Larry Burkhead is the biological father of Anna Nicole Smith's daughter, Danny Lynn. Mm-hmm. They were and- together, right? Right before she passed. Right before she passed, she gave birth. And then Howard K. Stern tried to claim that... He, didn't he claim that he was the father? And there was like... But Larry Burkhead like, and Danny Lynn are cloned. Identical, yeah. And actually, Danny Lynn also looks exactly like Anna Nicole. I know. She's so cute. And so then there was like a whole kerfuffle of like DNA tests and like paternity tests and stuff. And then Larry was found to be the father. So he's sort of like, but he's like, what was he ever doing? I think he was just like a fuck boy. Yeah. And now, uh, and like, I guess does Danny Lynn have any access to the fortune? I don't know. I, I think don't know that's if why Anna Nicole Smith even got to have the fortune because I think that J. Howard Marshall's family just like kept suing and suing for the. Well, she she made her own money. Yeah. So she probably has some, but God, I Anna think... Nicole Smith was so gorgeous. So gorgeous, a true star, and then things took a dark turn. She was a solar flare. Yeah, she was a solar flare. We're lucky to have been able to live. In oh. her realm for uh, like a we, short time. We took it for granted. We totally did. I would love if any readers out there have a link or know how to get me episodes of the Anna Nicole Smith show. Please they're on YouTube. Get in touch. Oh, there are they all on YouTube? I think they have some. I've, I went on like a bender one day where I watched a few, I think, on YouTube. And know. There were, it was like missing some parts, but. I got some good, like, fix. Yeah. I But I that feel show like was... there have to be readers out there that could, like, help me out with that. So please write me an email, sexyuniquepodcast at gmail.com. That's a great quarantine activity. Great quarantine activity is find me the Anna Nicole Smith show and help me share it with Carrie. Oh, my God. I'm just imagining Anna Nicole's content from quarantine. Ugh. She would have been a great quarantine Oh, yeah. She would have all her friends over, her cousin. The dogs. Kimmy. Mm. Mm. I am Mitchell clapping and saying, let's go to people. Yeah, Mitchell. 
<laughs> Mitchell, Mitchell was like, "This is cool." He had a flight the next morning at like five a.m. back mm-hmm. to L.A. He was like, "Get me the fuck out of here." Mitchell's all biz. He's all biz. He looks great. I liked his look. He's great. I like like a floppy untied tie or whatever he was doing. Like he was pulling a look. I think he's the Kentucky Castles like go to event coordinator. I feel like he's yeah he's he had some Carson Kressley energy. Mm-hmm. I was into it. Um, Jax walks his stump of ashes down the aisle. It's night. By the way, it's ninety six degree. It's so hot, sweaty I said, hell. I wrote, "I'm in hell." Yeah, everyone Bo- looks to be in hell. Bo goes, "My ass is a Florida swamp right now." I was like, "Shut, shut up, Bo! Shut the fuck up!" So yeah, everyone. So Jax settles at the front of the the ceremony. Everyone's like, "Oh!" And the groomsmen, the line of groomsmen and bridesmaids is never ending. It just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> it's like Liza Minnelli's marriage to that. What was his name? David. That who guy who had that marry? face. Yeah. And they had that. Michael Jackson was in the groomsmen and <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Hold on. What was his name? He was on Big Brother and that fam- when David Bowie died. And- David Guest. <laughs> David Guest. David Guest. Oh my god! And he was gay, right? I mean, I think so, right? He had to be. I mean, I feel like she could only marry a gay man. There's no way, (laughs) David. Oh my god! I remember D listed always used to write about David Guest. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I need to read. I need to like catch up on delisted michael michael k, k is... has a podcast i think oh wait you told me that yeah i was looking at like various podcasts and stuff and i saw that he has like he has his own podcast he's i gotta amazing. listen to it yeah he's a true he was the real lawler one of everyone the read perez but he was the real like he, if, mine if... were perez i would read perez delisted and pop sugar back in delisted the day. Delisted was my the first site I used to check, mm-hmm. and my my sister turned me on to him, and I I feel like I used to like when I first was sort of forming my opinions about everything, like pop culture wise. I feel like if I met someone and they said they like Delisted, I was like, okay, they're good. Yeah, that's like I need you to know what Delisted is and like understand all the references. When he would write about his like abuelita. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, his abuela. You always talk about her. The best part about Michael K is that he writes scathing shit, but he also always adds self-effacing, like anecdotes, and there's a lot of heart in his mm-hmm. what he writes, and he always has like a tender center of everything. Which He's Perez so never. Funny. Perez was like always like a daemon horror. But Michael K always had like truly funny and also heartfelt shit, and I loved it. Chicken yeah. cutlet, chicken cutlet, Phoebe, fucking chicken cutlet is at it still. I saw a fucking picture of chicken cutlet the other day where she was like wearing <laughs> a fucking mask. Did you send me this link? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was. <laughs> Phoebe, what was her name? Phoebe Price. Phoebe Price. <laughs> <laughs> fish sticks paltrow fish sticks paltrow was iconic he used to call 
Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony's twins, the Dragon Tales twins. <laughs> he also called Lady Gaga Lady Gaga. <laughs> Fish sticks Paltrow. And he, no one committed to it more, like no one committed to a bit more than Michael K. No, he, he was a <laughs> genius. It still is a genius. He's still running that whole... <laughs> Chicken, okay. chicken, cutlets. chicken cutlets will never quit why <laughs> who is she i know no one knows but when i went to Cannes in 2008 to the film festival chicken cutlets was there and i saw her like on the red carpet she's like an angeline right yeah large send me a picture of david guest oh my god he died. What? David, David Guest died. When? In 2016. Oh, <gasps> shit. Oh, shit. Oh. Well. Well, R.I.P. Damn. Well, anyway, their wedding is very much the Minnelli Guest nuptials. Mm-hmm. It's just like a continuous stream of randos. And Jax is like fake crying the entire time. Yeah. They all come out one by, you know, the all the pair by pair, pair by pair. To Everyone's hair is down. Couple. Yeah. Everyone looks just like it has a sheen of sweat on them. And the best is like Ariana tells Sheena, she's like, move your flowers so that everyone can see your tits. She, I love so that. Sheena, like adjusts. She's like true Thanks. friendship. Um, then Brent Jax's. Oh. <laughs> well, first. Brittany walks down the aisle with her dad. Yeah. And Brittany goes, Dad! Wow, Dad, <laughs> you look so handsome. And Peter, I, these are just my notes. Peter is totally on another level. Peter is Peter like... is the happiest he's ever been. He, he goes and gives Jack a hug and shakes his hand. Jack says, ah, okay. And then Peter Jack says, I... Peter goes, I love you. <laughs> Jack's eyebrows are insane they're insane his whole grooming from the neck up is cause for concern it's a 5150 i'd call it, it was, in it was a little pirate it was so pirate it was david <laughs> guest-esque he fully was cha- in a place of david he was he, he was. totally was a place of david guest and when he sees britney he goes wow 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 britney i i mean she looked beautiful she just looked pretty, but her dress is like awful. Her dress is truly like a padded bra sewn into a bodice. I think it's it would have been cool for her, to wear, for her to wear her hair up. It would no? have been more princessy. Also, like she tried on one dress when she did her like fitting that was like a princess gown, and I thought she was going to go that direction. And I kind of liked whatever princess gown dress she wore. Side note, my workout studio that i was stair mastering at like five days a week is right next to the place kinsley james where britney's fitting was last season so every day i walk by that place and think of britney that sounds like kristen cavallari's next child i know kinsley um, james uh and then as as britney's walking down lisa who by the way her and ken have their own row because <laughs> they it, had like, a mandate and, and, no one sit next to us 
as it's, as Brittany's walking, everyone's like going like, wow. And then Brittany and then Lisa goes, oh, that looks beautiful. <laughs> wow. That looks beautiful. No, it looks beautiful. <laughs> Lisa's still in a K-hole. It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful, darling. Oh. Then we get to Brittany and Jack's vows. I said Lisa. <laughs> I said Lisa was hallucinating the alien light orb and annihilation. Yeah, she was. Lisa's on another planet from everyone else. She's like over here doing like comedy bits and then like siphoning <laughs> off her own row for her and Ken and then just like commenting at things. I love that. They didn't tell them that, they didn't tell them they were coming, but they made everyone not be in the row. I know, not only do they come, they they like bring a dog to a wedding. <laughs> And it's hot. And it's hot. Jig- like that Jiggy's wearing a sweater. I know. I don't even know if that's Jiggy. That might be Harrison. Oh, also, yeah. Jiggy's I have a, oh, no. Yeah. I think that like Lisa Munchauses her Pomeranians. Well, we, yeah, we know that she plays like she power plays. Yeah. Just Sorry. What were you going to say? Brittany and Jax's vows are some of the most brain dead sentences that have ever been strung together yeah it was pretty they were pretty not it didn't feel personal it's totally like it's both vague and the most personal things that they've ever shared she calls she hooters makes a cameo in the in the vow Brittany goes we love so many of the same things like kinsley and monroe Hooters and of course friends. <laughs> this was them at their we, rawest. This is them at their most vulnerable. There's one more. Lisa goes to see Jack's up there. So vulnerable. It's oh, so touching. And then this is what you get. We love so many of the same things like our dogs. Like I would hope that you both love your dogs. I love. We love our dogs. Hooters, Hooters and, and, and of course friends. If I was at a um, wedding and someone said that, I'd blow my brains out. <laughs> um, then Jack goes. Calls, <laughs> she also says, "You're my lop." She goes, "You're my lobster." Oh, I'm gonna rip an eyeball out and eat it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what that means. That's a friend's. It's another friend's joke. Oh, see, I don't. I'm not like a friend's head. I just have, like. I just know a lot about friends. I feel like mm. because of now this fine. show reminds me. Yeah, but like. It's so, and then Jax goes, you made me the happiest man in the world. And not just because you love friends as much as I do. No one laughed. No one like that. It went, it went. I don't understand like why I don't understand like how this ended up being their vows. Like I do, but I also don't. That's not acceptable. It's It's not acceptable. Unacceptable. Don't mention friends. 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 We love so many of the same things, like Kingsley and Monroe, Hooters, and of course, friends. Oh. Is anyone awake right now? How did no there one stop this there from is, happening? There is, how did Mitchell not stop this? Mitchell slaps the vows out of her hands and claps God. in her face. He goes, Mitchell in the background going, God. God damn it. God Damn it! He said backstage. He threw something, and one of his assistants kind of like 
you know, look goes, down. Martine, you get out of my sight. I'm going to hit you. Mitchell gets <laughs> Mitchell gets really violent when people yeah. fuck with his like equilibrium yeah. of like what's chic and what's unchic. He's constantly threatening Why? to like hit his assistants. Martine, what the fuck do you, Martine? What the fuck you want? Don't like Get out of here. Get out of my sight. Get out. Of here. Get out. Get out. Martin. Get out. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Wait, Martine, come back. <laughs> Here's a hot take that I wrote. Say it. This wedding, this wedding feels fake. <laughs> it does feel fake. It feels all like I say. it feels like a staged like yeah high what school was a play. Thing. Yeah. So they kiss, they there's get married, no and then there's no heart, and then also, Brit- they walk must off. Be and- fake crying, right? Also, Brittany has to walk across like probably a wet lawn. Yeah. And she like rolls her ankle. <laughs> she goes, ow, she goes, ow, I fail. Oh. Ow. I was like, couldn't they put maybe like a little platform or something? I'm really confused as to like. Were the, ch- were the chairs what? sinking in the sweaty earth? Probably. There was like a sinkhole. One of the bridesmaids like died. They've never found her since. She was swallowed up by the earth. The earth had to claim a life in order for this wedding to take place. <laughs> so then we go back to Tom Tom and we go back to West Hollywood for everyone who wasn't invited to the wedding. COVID ground and zero. Matt, COVID ground zero. Co- meanwhile, we COVID s- corner. We see we see Treasure Logan in the mm-hmm. background. Logan's great. And then we see Max and this rant. What's her name? Val? Val? <laughs> Valessa. Valessa comes up name? and she, she's like a top. She's like a cool, like chill girl who loves. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell she's a chill girl. And she goes, "Heard there's some drama with you and Dana." Max was like, "No, it's all good." I'm really unclear on this, like Max and Dana's fake ass storyline. Yeah, I kind of I don't even want to talk about this. They also like just we'll touch on it now and then we'll never go back. They just have no there's no like stakes to any of it. Like neither they, of they them also care have no that chemistry. Much. They have zero they have negative chemistry. It's like two magnets repelling away from each other. So let's just say it, let's just do it. Let's just get out of the way. We'll Dana the way. and Max. Dana and Dana Max. meets Okay. Basically, Dana finds out that she was incorrect. This is this is actually very funny and very me. <laughs> so Dana thought, confused, there's two Joneses nearby. There's okay, Joan, on, Jones on third. Jones on third, I think, is where Max and that girl were. Oh, they weren't at and Jones. Th- no, she. Th- I thought they were at Jones. She thought, too, that they were at Jones on <laughs> Santa Monica and... Formosa. Yeah, okay. And she and he was at Jones on Third, which is on Third Street. Really, it's they like were a, just having like a, a daytime lunch. Oh, and yeah. Jones, okay, that makes Jones, sense. if you don't, you know, if you don't live in LA, which is which is fine. Um, I'm just kidding. She, for those Jones, of you that don't live. For, for those of you that don't live in LA and don't know what here. Jones is, let us don't just know, educate you on this fact. Jones and, on Third. And Jones, is like a brunch, daytime hang, good food, kind of expensive, but good. 
It's like expensive cafe where you like order salads or they have like a little deli with like pre-made salads that you could order like a plate of vegetables and like you can get, or, like, you can get like a vat of chicken curry salad. Yeah. You can get like a grill, like a good sandwich, like a hot sandwich. Maybe you could get a panine. A panine. A panine. A panine. But it's like a daytime. Um, you get like a, they have really good coffee. People like Jonah Hill go there for like a little lunch action. And it's like a lunchy have, vibe. Yeah, not really a date vibe. It's like a friend vibe. Yeah. And then you go to Jones, which is where, if you listen to the live show last week, I I thought Dana was talking about that Jones, and that's where I had that traumatic date. Same. And it, it's like a, you've had a traumatic date there? No, but it was the same Jones that I, that, that I, that's what I thought yeah. that Jones was too, which is like an Italian, like rocker Your, bar restaurant, like in the bathroom, everyone, there's like pictures of girls, like top, like showing their tits and like, yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> um, going, uh. Uh. yeah. So that's they, they the went Jones. there in the hills. Yeah, they went there in the hills. I've seen Lauren Conrad at that Jones. Like, it's a nighttime. It's like a sexy nighttime yeah. spot. So we all so, thought that that's what it was, but it truly it was just Jones on Third. And it's like I thought he was there, like taking her on a lobster dinner. I'm like, what? they also don't serve lobster there. It's not a lobster place. It's like pizza and pasta. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Also, oh wait, so we can talk about this though. I like that we're in. in <laughs> I like right that now. we're like not gonna so, talk about it, but we have to talk about it. So Dana tells Danica and Raquel this. They're all out to lunch, and by the way, Raquel's wearing a giant red bow. And red bow is a cry for help. That's Danica Westworld. She's breaking out of her Westworld robot, and she put on she that. Is. She like can't. She cannot break like the fourth wall and be like, "Help me, get me out of this hell." So when she was getting <laughs> ready and like getting booted up for the day, she put on her red flag, red bow that is supposed to communicate to the viewer, "Help me, I need for help. the love of God, please help me." It's an it's SOS bow. Like ex machina herself, and yeah. um, <laughs> Danica t- says, "Oh, I can't drink." We find out that Jessica got a DUI and she has to blow into a breathalyzer to start her car. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have this amazing video of her blowing into it. I like how she's she's radical. I love Danica. Danica also is just telling it like it is all the time. She literally she's also a manager. You. Yeah, she looks at you with her face and she's like. Yeah. And then uh, then she's like, uh, actually, like, no, it's like this and blah, 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 blah. And she's very, like, business as usual. I love her. I think she's I bringing the energy. She's going to survive out of the newbies. She'll be the yeah. one. She's a fucking fighter. She If she's she like, would not succumb to COVID, she would fight it. No way. No. She was like, yeah, I was driving. Me and my friends were driving to a party, in the, an after party in the hills. And we got in my car and I got pulled over. I do. I now I have to have this breathalyzer. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> and then she basically she is. No judgment. And she basically calls Dana out for being Dana's like, I'm I'm considering going back together with Max. And Danica's like Okay, that's stupid. Basically like you're an idiot for that. And Dana goes, I shouldn't take I'm a little judgy from a girl who has to use a breathalyzer to start her car. That has nothing to do with your relationship status. That has nothing to do with you lowering yourself to date some, like, loser. Yeah. 
I love that later um, on, when Charlie confronts her about the Max situation, Charlie, who they're clearly not friends at all. Like, they don't know. Like, the best are these weird conversations between the newbies because they literally have the most awkward transitions into, like, talking about whatever the producers want them to talk about for that scene. And, like, Charlie will be like, so how are things with Max? And then Dana's, like, tells her whatever. And she's like, I don't get it. Like, what what is it what is it about max that like everyone's obsessed with and dana's like hey has a big old dick and then they talk a little bit more it's like really awkward and then charlie just goes you'll figure it out but if not i guess just go suck that dick (laughs) amazing that's literally me to anyone that ever asked for relationship advice it is Suck that big old dick. Suck that dick, I guess. I was like, Charlie's a winner. Charlie goes, wow, I'm the youngest one here, but I'm a lot smarter than most of these people. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love Charlie's takes. They're like demolishing Dana. (laughs) I'm also like, how did Dana get done this dirty? Like, she seems like she could really bring it. Like, I just feel like she's being now like in the season, like the mid season trailer, she get ends up going for Brett. I'm like, how did you end up in this situation where you're getting like passed around by like just these like two racist idiots? Yeah. I feel like Dana like she couldn't decide if she be... wanted. Yeah. I feel like she couldn't decide if she wanted to be fully messy or like, I, I feel like she's kind of stuck in between being aware that the show is probably she's probably aware that it's ridiculous yeah but she wants to get famous from it so she's like holding back you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think she's not but it's all it's weirdly making her come off more poorly than if she could just it just makes her come off flat like there's nothing to like latch on to because it's just like i don't i don't buy that she actually likes max and i'm not gonna buy that she actually likes bread i think it's just like oh this is what like, I have to do. I have to do, or what producers want, or whatever. But, like, I'm not, like, she's not selling it. So then it's just like, oh, you seem really one dimensional. And, like, yeah. no one can root for you because you're just, like, not even being that funny. Like, it's like, even if she was just, like, she doesn't, like, talk shit about anyone either, really. Yeah, she's she needs to, like, go big or go home, like Danica or Charlie. Yeah, Danica. Girl- they're teasing Say something it like, for you. Charlie said she never ate pasta before. Like that alone is more interesting than anything Dana's done. Yeah, like I want to know more right off the bat. Um also when they're when Dana is to Danica and sorry we're jumping around but I'm, I I want to stay on this, but yeah. when Dana is telling Danica and Raquel about the situation, she's like imagining their date and they do a cartoon of the date mm-hmm. like stick figures and i'm like boning was, in bed and it's like no stop no enough I've with said, the cart- I went, enough i wrote kms yeah that's a kill that's a that caused some suicidal ideations for me i'm gonna have to forward also, the bill for my psychiatrist to the producers same. of vanderpump rules dana also tells charlie that weddings are whack and if she ever got married, it would be at a courthouse. And Charlie says, that's so funny. <laughs> I love Charlie. 
I don't even know if Charlie's like all there. I feel like she doesn't listen to anything anyone says. She's but I love going that. in to de- deliver lines and she just bides her time and like kind of mentally checks out and then just like says a response. Like she clicks in when it's her turn to talk. I love that though. Yeah, me too. She's killing it. Weddings no. are whack. Weddings that's are whack. So, that's so funny. <laughs> so funny. You'll figure it out. If not, I guess go suck that dick. <laughs> All right. Iconic. Thanks, Charles. So <laughs> So so back to uh, Kentucky. Back to this wedding of true Paymon. The di- the the dinner has begun. Actually, and... this is when the wedding started to look expensive, and I think all the money was dropped on like the dinner and like reception after the fact. It looked pretty good. It looked good. Like then I was like, oh, they actually did like spend some coin on this wedding. Mitchell turned it out. Mitchell turned it out for that one. You know, Mitchell was like trying to reel in the trash that Brittany and Jax like wanted to do and made this like one. This was his shining moment where he made like this greenhouse dinner look as chic as possible. And then, you know, that they always end up like being like just totally trashy on the other side of it. But this is a shining. This was like Mitchell's the gem in his crown. He owned like Lisa Vanderpump was shaking. Yeah. And I think he, I think he was like sticking it to her, kind of. Yeah. And so it's beautiful. There's like florals hanging from the ceiling. The plates look really expensive. The food looks like it's it's a nice, it's a really beautiful ceremony or it's a, reception. It's a cool reception. It's a beautiful receptive scene. And then Jax is like Shep is randomly there from Southern Shep. 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 Brittany goes Shep. Shep. They hug him yeah. and Jax is like talking about why he likes Shep so much. And he goes, he likes to party. He's a womanizer. He likes to be funny. Then those are the reasons that Jax likes him as a friend. Yeah. Shep. Shep. Shep is, his show was boring. Southern Charm. No, where he like, he did a spinoff where it was like, get Shep a girl. Oh yeah. No, I couldn't. I watched one episode. I can't even tell you what happened in that episode. And then I was tapped out after that lance bass does a poem yeah lance is like he's too lit um and then we see carter is demoted to like the random gay table mm-hmm. where we see logan other logan james's logan logan no <laughs> logan no who's ready to fuck your man and some other guy that literally looks like keith urban <laughs> um we see Stassi and Bo, they talk about getting married. Yeah, I don't care. Um, Schwartz's speech is the worst. Truly a rambling 17-minute <laughs> monologue. And the only good thing that came of it was Sherry's face when he curses. it. He goes, Jack's motherfucking Taylor. And it cuts to Sherry and her face goes from smiling to a total frown. I don't like cussing. I don't like cussing. I don't like using I don't the like words name in vain. Um, I kind of I liked Jack's like reading him for the long speech, mm-hmm. and Brittany goes, "Stop it! He's doing the best he can." He goes, Don't do that right now, because Jax is like, "Can we fucking hurry this up?" Because you're making Which a bigger I'm, deal out of it. Making a bigger deal of it needs to be. I was like, "No, it's a terrible speech." I love too that Jax finally has gotten to like a place of being so like coked out and drunk that he can now 
spew about how much the wedding is costing him. Yeah. Like, this is when he starts to feel confident being like, this is $100,000. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is this 17-minute speech is costing me, like, to a couple grand. Like, yeah. yeah, just, like, doing that thing that's so, like, gauche to talk about that at the actual event. Um, Lala starts crying when she watches Brittany and her dad dance and she's like it's you know when I get married to Randall my dad won't be there and it's sad yeah that was sad and then Kristen, <laughs> Kristen and, Carter. and Carter go outside of the tent that's air conditioned which I also thought was chic and she goes Kristen goes I'm having the best time of my life my allergies here are gnarly as hell <laughs> that's why her, she's hoarse probably yeah and then Carter and her get into this intense conversation. We're and like, Kristen goes, why do you want to be with me? And Carter goes, because I fucking love you. <laughs> I love how Kristen's like reading him and he's like emotional, sad, pained. No. Like he is like truly someone I think that's never connected to his emotions ever. And so Kristen has to like project all of this like emotion onto him, but he will never play ball and like meet her halfway there. So it's just done. Like she just loves drama. She does. And so does he. And he does too. He's there. I mean, he flew himself to Lexington to stay at the Hilton because he's like addicted to this drama. He's addicted to Kristen and their turmoil. He's addicted to Dodie. Um, we cut back in the tent and uh, Ken is like, looks wet and tired. And Lisa goes, I, I have to go now. She goes, I'm, I'm trying to stay as present as I can, but I am in mourning. We I'm cut back to that one, pi- <laughs> the one picture she has with her mom. They look like they're the so, same age. I know. So they leave. Then they go to their after party. And they throw the bouquet, and Kristen really wants it, but so does Stassi. And Brittany's like, I'm not going to throw it to Kristen, because I don't want her to end up with Carter. I think I should throw it to Stassi, because she seems like the next logical person to get married. And I love that they're all, like, vying for that bouquet. And then her, like, sad cousin catches it. I, like, bawled when it... I did, too. The crowd parts, and that girl's like, woo! And she's like, my cousin Marsha caught it instead. She's 18, so she probably shouldn't get married either. <laughs> but it, it's like, it's very, like, they, they're they like pagan in that way where they like, you know, it's like a ceremonial thing. You don't really, it's like, but they really think it's real. They think that they believe that it's real. It's like believing in Santa Claus or something. Um. So they go to the. They go back to the castle where there's an after party. They have a like a they're greeted by like flanked on each side by Hooters girls. They walk through. They make them walk through like a bunch of people. They like sparklers and then they just yeah. hold them over them as they walk literally from one building to the next. That and then Brit- really strange to me. Brittany tries to kiss Jax and she misses and it's really weird. Yeah. Then um, Sandoval dances with Lance and I was like that was giving me life. Oh, it was so sexy. It and, was like, sexy. Hilarious. Sexy Sandoval and added again. Just so fun. Like and he's he's like literally like under his crotch living out his like Sandoval wished he was an in sync. Yeah, Sandoval would have killed in a boy band. 
Ariana totally is like he's living out his boy band fantasy right now. Yeah, she's like, I love it. She's like, let him do what he needs to do. You could tell it turned her on. She's into it. And who wouldn't be? I mean, he's like, yeah, he gets cheesy or whatever. But like he shows up for his friends and he cares and he's going to have a good time and like not pout about it. Like if my friend was acting like Jax did, I would be such a fucking bitch about it. Yeah. And I would be like, um, I'm see- not participating in this wedding anymore. We cut over and we see Sheena's grinding with this like hot bald daddy. <laughs> Sheena's fully sucking face with like a tall baldy. I was so into that. I was so down with like her Mr. Clean moment. It was sexy too. I also They were like they were gonna fuck so hard. Oh, they were fully she was like riding that daddy dong later. 100 percent she's like kristen could be doing this but whatever i get the tall one Mm -hmm. major also it's so rude the lighting in this after party the fluorescent overhead lighting uh, makes everyone look like shit and it should have turned it down so oppressive it was truly and you know that's when you knew that's when you knew the money was running out yeah they were like, yeah, just use the normal lighting. Nor- normal lighting and like probably production, like they have to have like lighter, like brighter lights so that you can see yeah. everyone. But it's like no one wants to see Jax and Brittany and the wedding party fully lit with like this lighting while everyone's clearly on coke. Like when Jax starts to rage out at like the workers of the wedding and like the bartender. I know There's a moment where like one of his random guy friends is behind him, like gurning. And ex- I know. And so Jax gets pissed because. Uh, they're it's a cash bar They're The bartenders suddenly are like charging people. And Jax is like, I spent six, 60 bottles of vodka, like blah, 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 blah. And then Sandoval's like, hey, man, it's all good. I got it. And then he like a good groomsman the best man goes and gets all the vodka and they just start pouring it out to everyone yeah and so then it's like fine but Jax has literally tells like no less than three people like i spent a hundred fucking thousand dollars on this one and what the fucking vodka what the fuck like for him he's to raging feel that comfortable speaking to people that way is truly insane he's totally raging he says sandoval gets a b minus c plus i was like We're doing really the bare minimum Wow. You hate Sandoval. We but he did it. so clear. much. <laughs> Sandoval was literally there handing out umbrellas to people that were melting their faces off, waiting for your stupid bloated ass to walk down the aisle. Sandoval is a mensch. Yeah. Sandoval's a real one. A true friend. There's also one moment where Brittany and Jax are like cornered in the overhead lighting ballroom and Brittany goes to hug him. She goes, honey, we're married. And Jax looks down there. He goes, big old titties. I love him. He goes, sorry, sorry. I love you too. <laughs> and then kisses her. And I was like, I rewound Whoa. that moment four times. Um, big old titties. I love him. He goes, big old titties. I love him. <laughs> I love you too. I was like, what? And then I put, I was like, what is he saying? I put the subtitles on and it literally subtitled big old titties. I love him. That was like a true, like, his sex addict came out yeah that was psychotic yeah and then the next morning Jax makes everyone wakes everyone up at like 7 a.m because he's like (laughs) we have to be out of here by 11 and i'm not paying extra charges for people being late to check out 
So he pounds at everyone's door. He's like, I'm spending money. Blah, blah, blah. He gets everyone's probably deathly hungover. Yeah, everyone is literally in the death's door. And especially Tom and Katie. Like, you know how they love to just trash a room. Jack's pokes yeah. his head. And when Jack's is when Jax is shocked by the state of your room and like a person who literally just lets their pets piss and shit all over a hotel room looks into and slept, your hotel and slept room. With a cart- and slept with like a white sheet as a wall for a while. Yeah, when he's looking in your room and being like, "Whoa, this I know this is kind of chaotic, but like hopefully you can get it together." You know that your life is in a really bad place. Sheena, Carter, and Dowdy all wake up in the same bed. <laughs> did, did Kristen just like ride Carter's dick while Sheena was like passed out with like noise canceling headphones on? For one hundred percent. Or did Sheena hook up with bald? tall bald daddy and then come to the room later i think that's what happened i think carter and kristen fucked while sheena was out fucking big dick daddy and then slipped in while they were like post fuck passed out and just like passed out herself yeah she took she took like an ambient and like put headphones on and passed out she put like her eye mask on and then just like snuggled in and then passed out she took melatonin (laughs) Wait, we have to talk about one thing that we skipped, which was Max's tattoo. Oh, my God. Max. So Dana goes to Tom Tom to talk to Max about like getting. She's like, I think it's time for us to get back together. Mm-hmm. And we see that he has a fresh tattoo. And it's, what does it say? It says it's a martini glass with a skull and it says shaken to death. And it looks like it's it looks like it's scalding. It's so fresh. It truly is like a less than a day old. She goes, I don't Dana, talk to you for a day and you're a whole new person. I was like, honey, when you see a tattoo emerge, that that tattoo, you need to just get to up, turn around and walk away forever. It's over. Um, Max, basically, Dana's like, I realize that she ends up apologizing to him, which is like, really? Yeah, which I was psychotic. like, psychotic he lets her apologize because he's he's a bad guy and she's like and so you know i'm I'm sorry i accused you of cheating on me like i know that you were at a different jones than the one i thought which is like what is this conversation and then she's like so i really think that we should get back together and max is like max is like no it's i'm good I love that he's like, like, I'm like, he never even fought to like try and be with you in the first place. Like when you were like, why are you dating this girl? Like blah, blah, blah. He was never like, Hey, like, no, like never fought for the relationship and then doesn't in this moment. So like that should tell you why, enough that it's, Oh, like, why are you fighting then? And Dana just looks, Dana looks like genuinely surprised. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes, she goes, I like tribe. <laughs> There's so, like, no passion there. No. It's just, it's for the TV. It's for the TV. It's for the TV. We both like the same things. Kinsley, Monroe, Friends, Hooters. Friends. Friends. Well, then we have, like, a, looks like a decent rest of the season coming. I'm here for how much crying it seemed was, is going to happen in the rest of the season. Stassi's going to get engaged in a cemetery. Jax might have second thoughts about marrying Brittany. 
Kristen goes, Jason is gone. Jax is back or something like that. Like, She's I'm like, sure it's for time that. for me to time for me to fuck. <laughs> time for me to suck. Char- then Charlie pops up. She goes, guess it's time for you to suck that dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's us like leaving our apartments with masks on. Should I go into this Rite Aid? Guess it's time for you to suck this dick. What? Guess it's time for you to suck a dick. You'll figure it out. Or you'll just go and suck a dick. I love Charlie. Well, I'm so happy that. the wedding's over. Thank God this wedding's over. I literally tried to watch this last night as I was going to bed and then like somehow passed out, thought I had watched the whole episode, but really only five minutes had passed. And it was my TV volume somehow was up louder than it's ever been. And it was blasting like wedding music as Jackson Brittany like partied down the aisle. And that was the last thing I saw before I drifted off into like a nightmare filled slumber. <laughs> it was the worst way to go to sleep. To just, kind of sleep. just your, just your standard up. night in quarantine. <laughs> just wake up to them being like, ah! and the TV volume being so loud and being so disoriented and having to like watch them celebrate their special day and then just like turn off the TV and fall back into the abyss. I don't recommend it. But we got through it together. We did. We got through it with all of you. We all had to bear witness to that horrible, horrible event. The cursed event. Keep listening for VPR recaps of Laura and her amazing guests. Yes. Um, hopefully I'll make another appearance recapping VPR. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully yeah. this quarantine, like who the fuck knows how long it's going to last, but... Laura has Laura has her ponytail like in front of her face right now, and I'm I'm that's also truly me. Do like a messy bun. I'm full. I'm like in pony zone. I'm I am I wish I'm gonna grow my hair out so I can do a messy bun. You should get like you know when Britney Spears shaved her head and then once it had grown out about as long as your hair is now, she just got extensions. I think you should just get extensions now. <laughs> okay. I'll get extensions. Simon buzzed his hair last night and I'll just get extensions. We'll just fo- we'll just be like a fucking yo-yo. Yes. I think you need to go with like long Kim Kardashian hair that like covers like all the way down past your nips. Like a yeah, well, long I, extensions that start where you can actually see them cuz your hair is short anyways. What if I just do that and then never like address it? I'm in. I won't say a thing. If that's how you want me to deal with it, I'll fucking co-sign it. Okay. (laughs) But stay tuned for... We'll be with you guys weekly through this fucking nightmare, but we're going to get through it together. We're going to lull. Everything's going to be okay. Just try to entertain yourself. All Everything that you've been sending us has been so funny. Like, everyone's sending, like, hilarious pictures and, like, dirt on from other TV shows and like all of the stuff that you guys send is so funny. And it's yeah, I love brightening it. our moods. If you want to write into the podcast, you can write us at sexyuniquepodcast at gmail.com. And you can, um, we read all the emails that people write. Oh my God. I just saw a mosquito hawk in my apartment. I'm truly going to die. Um, you can, uh, we read all the emails that you guys write on the bonus episodes and they truly make us lol hard. They do. Well, 
Well, see you. See you this time hell. next week. See you, see, you in in <laughs> see you in quarantine hell. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. I'll see you in Paymon's lair. I'm going to order a messy side bun one day. Like I'm going to order like a <laughs> just a, a clip in from Amazon. That, that won't be sold. Well, maybe that will be sold out. But and I'm going to what I'm going to the next time we podcast, I'm just going to podcast with a side bun. Yeah. Get a messy bun. Okay. Guys, we'll do pray that. For we'll me do that, that live. Get a weight. Does anyone have a fifteen a pair of fifteen pound weights? They just want to send me. Let me know. <laughs> you should just do push ups. I hate push ups. Just go GI Jane. <laughs> I should have gotten like a bar installed on the wall and use this quarantine time to teach myself how to oh do my God. a single pull up because I can't. I've never done a pull up in my life. When we're allowed to go back out, I'm going to come over to pod one day and you're going to be doing like Sarah Connor style, like Linda Hamilton, Terminator 2 going and you're going to turn to me and go, how's the knee? How's the knee? I'm going to you're going to come over and I'm going to be doing push ups on one arm and clapping in between them. And I'm going to be wearing army cargo pants and a full fucking wife beater. And my arms are going to be so jacked. And then I'm I'm going to go a fucking "Ah!" machine gun. And point it at me. And point it at you and go, who are you? And then be like, get in here. This is like going to turn me into Sarah Connor. And I'm going to go, ah! ah! <laughs> I'm going to go, but I love it. You love it. You love to see it. Who are you? Who are you? Get it's in me, here. Laura. It's me, Laura. <laughs> get in here. And then I'm like, what are we doing? You're like, we have to podcast about... Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I'm like, what? I like don't even know what you're talking about. And then I like and you I fully like, try I and like, do like a podcast with me. And you have to be like, who are we talking about again? Who are these people? What do you have intel? <laughs> do you hear that? I'm like fully <laughs> like <laughs> Vietnam vet style. Do you have intel? <laughs> do you have intel? You're like, yeah, Melissa's being a bitch to Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> You see that Pentagon report? I'm like, one second. I go up and do like 40 like pull-ups in a row. You're like in QAnon. <laughs> I need the Kentucky Castle also to call you back. I know. ASAP. Well, I will, I of course, keep everyone updated on if the Kentucky, Kentucky Castle <laughs> called Kentucky. Kentucky. Bussy. Contessie Badussy Castle calls you back to let you know if they're open during this COVID crisis. Um, anyway. Anyways, well. Follow Lara at LarsMarie.com. Follow Carrie at E.Carrie-O. Bye. Bye. I know I'm feeling. Because I know I know I'm feeling. Because I know I know. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 